Blog Talk Radio. Many, 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 many more. 
Thank you. All right. They know who I am. What made you think they don't know? They're going to my kids. They don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> who am I, y'all? You, you're you're one of the our show. veterans of the show, yeah. That, right. That's, that's right, show. friend of the show. And we appreciate that. But they, mm-hmm. they need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can take my name. I can't see that, but they don't know who you are. <laughs> they know who I am. I know who they are. Yeah. Oh, we, keep, right. we keep it alias. We keep it alias. We don't put it by on blast, so we all know. Well, just, I'll put it like this. Well, this is friend of the show. They swear up and down. No, I'm going to tell them. This is friend of the show. First initial begins with the letter D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Here go Isha. Here go Isha. They don't even know who you're talking to. Yeah, we know who it is. Oh. All right. We know. <laughs> Keep the roll. It's DM. All right, then. All right. Happy birthday. All Thank right. you. All right. Take All care. right. Take care now. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, they're funny. They're like, nah, they don't know. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. All right. Our, our, first, uh, our first roundtable question is, uh, we're going to put this out there first. Did you think that your whole life, that it took more to be a congressperson? Didn't you think that it just, in, in order to be a, a member of the House of Representatives, didn't you think it took more, like more intelligence or more, you know? Integrity? I mean, if you look around right now, we got Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a nutcase. We got old boy, what's his name, Santos? Yeah, George Santos. Who's a habitual liar. He don't don't lie about his religion, his everything. Everything. You know, everything. Now they're saying he was a drag queen at one time, somewhere, doing yeah, something. So what? If that's what you are, then be, be who you are. He's denying that, denied who he was, where he's from, where he worked at, what education he had, where he lived, who his mama was. Said his mother died in 9-11. What the hell is wrong with this guy? But he got elected as a congressperson. So what do y'all think about that? Hell, wow. we should have been around. Should have been around for Congress, right? Yeah. If it's that easy to get in, if it's that easy to get in, then why haven't us as black folks been lined up for that long time ago? Hell, we got more people Mm -hmm. in our races full of crap. Well, I will say that I I did think it was a more difficult task. Apparently not, because it looks like they let anybody be a congressperson. Oh, man. That Marjorie Taylor Green, it don't take no intellect as far as she's concerned. He's dumb as a box of rocks. Mm. Now she's not the only one, but yeah, all right. Slide out here. Uh, Kettle, I didn't get your comment. What was that? Um, I think it's it's more social now, social media thing. Um, times have changed. You know, it's like you don't have to have no credentials. Just be popular, and um, yeah. you know that's that's the key person to get. But it still should be some criteria, um, some background in politics or something. No, something. I mean, look at Sarah Palin. Look at how far she Yeah, that's another mean, one. That's another one. You're right. She's another one. Uh, you know, just she was running. She was running for vice president. Right. She's have some intelligence of something of of, of the government itself. 
Um, I know, you know, some people probably were sleeping in uh, the history of ge- geography class or whatever, but damn, no something. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I think the standards have just just been wiped away. You know, there's never really no standards to to become a congressperson or or, or anybody in the political field, so to speak. So yeah, we need to up that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's becoming just like the uh, the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Distinguished Gentleman. Both put a name. I knew you, you know. were talk about that. I knew you were. <laughs> Remember, remember that's that? True, but we'll put, yeah, we'll but that's put a name you know. They got in, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. the other movie, the um, the Millionaire Show, um, with uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? The one that got the the all the million, the money he had to spend it all. Bruce's million. Oh, Brewster's a million. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He had to, yeah. So, uh, he ran he that election and said, yeah. don't vote for any yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. And he won popularity. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting real crazy. And, and it's so sad because that job really has a lot to do with laws and, and different things of everything. It has to do with everything when it comes to any, any kind of laws that have to do with anything. And it goes deeper than that, you know. And we're gonna get we're gonna get deeper on some things uh, with the governor of Florida, stuff that he's doing, you know. Uh, and whew, I can't wait to talk about that particular subject. Well, you know what? That explains why so much crazy legislation gets introduced, whether it gets passed or not. Is still the point that it even gets to the point where they introduce it and debate over it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And then people just disagree to. To disagree, you know, along party lines, and when it gets like that, it's like, well, what if we went on y'all side? Would y'all jump on another side? Mm. I mean, what side are you jumping away from? Are you jumping away from the side that is less popular with the people you don't want to be on that side, or are you just disagreeing with the opposite of what you're not agreeing with? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you can always manipulate somebody like that. I mean. It's almost like, you know, it's best to sell umbrellas when it's raining. You know what I mean? Right. When's the best time to sell umbrellas? When it's raining. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that if it's not raining, that an umbrella is not necessary to have in your trunk or in your bag or whatever? That's why umbrellas come in different shapes and sizes so they can be concealed to pull out when you need them. But the way they're acting is like, you know, it's like an obvious level of stupidity that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, politics is getting so whack anymore that uh but we'll we'll get into it later on but yeah we wanted to throw that question out there but um kelly you want to put out the rundown what we got going on tonight all right sure will Peace. all right sit back buckle up uh in focus topic tonight illinois paramedics plead not guilty the first degree murder also florida bans ap african-american history course and also united states just hit the depth ceiling our cocktail of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. State Fair's <clears throat> husband calling contest has wives screaming for $5. Okay. Also, Ikea shoppers shocked as man walks human dogs through the store. And uh, Georgia cops discover 37 pounds of pot in Walmart shoplifters' trunk. I'm just saying with red wine. Who should really be fired? Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up. The kiss of lips and the last word. 
So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you say you ride me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, I don't know what number to call. Cardigan, 50, and Peggy Jill Finley, 45. Uh, they appeared in the courthouse in Springfield um, on a preliminary hearing. They entered their pleas after the judge found probable cause exists for the charges. Um, the bail is set at $1 million. Interesting. So what happened is uh, they're saying that um, 35-year-old um, Mr. Earl Moore, Jr., filed a wrongful death against um, Cardigan and Finley and their employer, which is, uh, which is Lifestar Ambulance Service, over what the family's attorney described as barbaric actions. Uh, we filed a wrongful death lawsuit this morning because we want to make sure the family gets whole justice. So um, two paramedics, um, they were responding to a call for assistance with a man suffering from hallucinations due to alcohol withdrawal. Um, and uh, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. The police officers on scene were wearing body cams, and video from that night was released last week by the uh, uh, county, that particular county. In the video, Finley can be heard yelling at a black man on the floor who identified himself as Moore to sit up and quit acting stupid. Now, these are two paramedics talking to this man, this gentleman. Uh, she has also heard telling Moore, we can't carry you, and I am seriously not in the mood for this dumb shit. That's what she says. 
Eventually, the video shows the officers on scene helping Moore walk outside when ambulance and a stretcher await him. Uh, the two paramedics are then seen more onto the stretcher, lying face down. Mm. Now, this man, from this result, he suffocated from that, and the man died. So what do you guys think? I'm speechless. It's crazy. Yeah. It is it's crazy. crazy. How, you, how, would you, how would you put somebody on a stretcher face down? I don't I've never heard of that like all. that. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then they that's strapped him so he couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, that sounds like um, the incident that happened in Baltimore. Uh, he was, uh, they had broke his arm and he was laying face down as well. Um, what is it, Grady? Freddie Freddy Gray. Yeah, I think he was, um, oh. he was like not restrained properly in the back of the vehicle, right? Yeah, that right. was a sad situation. Yeah, but that's what happened. Him on the ground, face down yeah. as well. He couldn't breathe too. But you know, this is just. I'm like, what is going on? It's just you know, I feel like, you know, they're killing us slowly, and they're killing us in so many different ways. It's ridiculous. You know, people yeah. haven't seen haven't seen this yet. It's just crazy. What's up with well, you? Know, you quiet over there. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm, you know, my wheels are always turning. You you can mm-hmm. you can tell by the reaction of the of the lady. I won't even call her a young lady. I won't even give her that kind of respect. When mm-hmm. she said, "I ain't got time for this shit today," and then when you saw her on her mugshot, you know her her face and her look was you know she just looked tired from the beginning. You know she mm-hmm. was obviously poor white trash herself. You know, and and now you're poor white trash, and you're trying to undermine black people because that's all you was ever taught. So it doesn't matter what standard that you're living under, black folks are always going to be beneath you, which is which is the the mental state of that is unbelievable. Which is so sad that it just keeps reciprocating itself. It's almost like an escalator that never that never stops. You know, you know, you're going up an escalator. How the metal steps go inside of each other. Yeah. You know that that dissolving just keeps on going on. With people, and I'm going to elaborate later on 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 a couple of my segments on how people that aren't even of a certain age, even though had they have authority, they're coming down on black people with with a vengeance like like they're 150 years old, like they know us so well. And you know, case in point, the governor of Florida, you know, Governor De, DeSantos, right? And how you pronounce his name? This man is only 44 years old. And this is our next story, but it, it goes right in line with what you were saying on this, uh, how this one paramedic, when she first came in the room and she said, come on, get out. I ain't got time for this shit. And they said the man was in a, in an induced, uh, not induced, but he was in a uh, alcohol withdrawal. So a lot of things is going on with your, your, your lungs, your stomach, your esophagus, all this stuff. You know, you, you just those three situations right there, your stomach, your lungs, your esophagus, those are all major entities that work in unison, you know what I mean, like instruments. Mm-hmm. When you need water, when you need to breathe, when you need to just relax for a minute, you know, the fixation of uh, the gentleman getting choked uh, in New York and stuff like that, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. When they say they can't breathe, they're, they're serious. That was the errant 
you know, Eric Gardner, yeah, they're serious about they just need a drink of water, need to breathe. And if somebody doesn't, when somebody denies you of that, your esophagus and your stomach and your airway and your breathing mechanism, when that clams up, not to mention if you're a little overweight, a little out of shape, which is a normal entity, and it all comes together, you know, it's, it's just... This well, is, she it's clearly, either one of them, had any kind of empathy... Not at all. ...toward this brother. When he first came in I the mean, house. when they got the call, they already knew that this man was hallucinating from alcohol withdrawal. Mm-hmm. It was a mental emergency call in the first place. Yeah. So why would you come in there and tell him to, come on, get up, sit up? Yeah, come like... like time for this, you know? But race plays the 80% playing. part. playing. She told him, stop playing. Yeah, stop playing, get up. I'm like, like, did like, you not understand the call? Why do? Why would you assume that this man is playing? And then for them to treat him the way that they did, they treated that man like he was just trash. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Attorney Crump is on the case now, representing the family. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I know this guy. He must be worn out. Uh, but God bless his soul, though. He, he he represents us. He show up and show out and represents us. That's it. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you you got a good point there, Pop, about about her being who she is and who she's mm-hmm. who we are. You know, um, exactly. she's already speculating. You know, you you you're drunk, you're this, you're that, and I don't feel like dealing with. She probably was tired. It could have been. I bet she's gonna come out. They they done did twelve, thirteen hour shifts or something. Oh, I was tired, so that's your excuse. No. No, yeah, I blame more. Mm-hmm. I blame more on her racism than I do her 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 tiredness because she just looked tired. Period. She was just a tired heifer. Period. Like I said, she mm-hmm. had that whole poor white trash look all over her face. So she wasn't mm-hmm. she wasn't worth a damn from the beginning. Didn't tell the brother stop playing. Mm-hmm. And all that. That's why most doctors, when you see doctors, they pull your eyelids back to look mm-hmm. at your eyes to see if if your pupils are dilated or. But right. not your eyes are in the back of your head and all this jazz. But this woman come right, in there, come on, get up. I ain't got time for this shit. Get up. How you going to be a paramedic to walk in somewhere and the first thing mm-hmm. you tell a black man is get up. I ain't got time for this shit. And mm-hmm. she was a cop. She and the other mm-hmm. guy that came in, those were the cops, the paramedics. Well, no, the paramedic is the one that said, no, no. The paramedic? No, the paramedic is the one that said, no, this was turn over. And then the gentleman they carried outside, he slammed them on the... But they all had that that interracial, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when people when people are raised on that level where black folks are beneath their ass, they just can't help mm-hmm. themselves, and their mm-hmm. ignorance is in such a small ass box that the, the recip- how they reciprocate stuff is just unbelievable because they haven't got the knowledge on us from the, they don't have ten percent about who or what we are, and they fuck it up every time. You know, they really do every time. Mm-hmm. Every time they go to deal with us in every situation, cops, at, at traffic stops, and everything, mm-hmm. their their lack of blackness, it just goes out the window, you know? And anyway, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll move on to it. <laughs> you get off your soapbox, Bob. Yeah, we, yeah, let's get off the soapbox, because that, that, uh, that disrespect and black shit. We can... Yeah, yeah, you're making some good points. Maybe that needs to be our head topic next time, you know? Yeah, Black yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, on another on another story uh, on our second, are you done with your story, uh, Kettle? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm finished, Bob. Okay, 
On, on, on another story here, this, this Ron DeSantis, man, he, this governor of Florida, and this man just won re-election, okay? Mm. So he's got four fresh years to just, to just, you know what I mean, just to go in hard, do what he wanted to do, and just, you know, that that's what's scary as hell. Republican governor. This man now is uh, banning, you know, African-American history courses. Now, how the fuck, excuse my language, okay, I need to get a cuss jar. You know, and I'm only t- I'm only cursing and make my story sound stronger. I'm not cursing as a dis- disrespecting anybody that has sensitive ears. But how does a man who was born in 1979, 79, now I'm a man of a certain age. I probably got some shoes under my bed that's older than 1979. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, I was already out of school then myself. And this man was just, you know, sucking on his mama's, on his mama's titty. Mm-hmm. And I already been out of high school, so now here this man who is at least at least eighteen years younger than me is coming up and telling us what we should do as black people. He's forty four years old now, forty four, mm-hmm. telling us black people what it is we need to do or what we can't do in Florida. You can't teach any kind of black studies. No, no, no. It's irrelevant. The stuff you teach is you don't. They don't need to learn that. They don't need to know the history of slavery. They only so you're trying to keep our young, beautiful black children ignorant from their history, and you're stopping the whole school system for teaching anything that's got to do with where it is we came from. Okay. That now, man. mind you. That now, man. here's the other side of it. Now, no disrespect. Now, the Jews can do what they want to do, which is rightly so. But why is black people got to walk into a big-ass stop sign? Just like I tell people all the time, don't waste your money when it comes to these different sites out here. What do they call that stuff where they check your family and your roots and all that shit? What's it called? Uh, oh, those uh, Ancestry.com and yeah, all that shit. Genealogy. Don't so. waste your money. Well, Me23, whatever that, what is mm-hmm. it called? Something like that. Don't waste your money on that. Because, see, as black people, we know how the story ends or where the story ends. You, you're not going to get but to the middle 1800s before your family history is going to stop. They can go back to your, your mama, your grandmama, but when they get up to the 1800s, the, the middle 1800s, not, not, any time before the Emancipation Proclamation, our shit was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So what the hell is me twenty three and ancestry dot com going to find beyond that time frame? They can't. Cause we ain't we ain't unless you was a prominent black person that was a, a special chemist or dentist or whatever, and you had your shit documented, a Frederick Douglass or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But any average Joe person, we done picked up our names and all our shit from our slave owners and the name. Johnson and Williams and whatever, these names came about just by chance that we as black people try to pull together and unify and make something of it, which we have and which we've done. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying all this to say that how dare DeSantis come along and at 44 years old and tell us what the hell we cannot study, believe in, try to find out, the little history we can find out before the 1800s. I mean, it, it's... Anyway, as the story goes here, Ron DeSantis, Florida Republican governor, has rejected a new advanced replacement course in uh, African-American studies. Rejected it. 
throughout the state. Yep, that's African American studies. No, y'all ain't gonna teach that shit. Don't teach these children because you know there's white children in the room too. Mm-hmm. So they don't want they don't want the white kids to even hear about the shit that white folks have done to us through the years. So they just stopping it all together. All right, they're saying they're stopping it from being taught in high school campuses because they know that high school people are the ones that are voting now. Okay, they'll be voting in a couple of years, so they got to they'll be driving, they'll be doing everything. You know, they're up and coming in the future and all that. But you're going to try to keep them oppressed. How how are you, at 44 years old, going to keep an 18-year-old oppressed, 20-year-old, when they're only half the age of you? So you're not even an old head yet. So how are you? I mean, I mean, you, all I'm saying is wake up. Wake up to everybody and look and see what's happening in this world. How are you trying to hold down a group of people? We have people in our black families, our grandmothers and grandfathers and aunts and that have already died. We have knowledge that's already down in the ground that have passed away. Grandmothers. We we living right now off of their knowledge, off of their tutelage. And think we're raising our grandchildren from what they taught us. And like I said, Ron DeSantis comes along at 44 years old and just going to try to tell us, Stop it. All y'all, shut up. Sit down. We ain't teaching. So if you're not going to teach us black history in school, what the hell are you going to teach us? What do you deem right for our minds? White history. Well, Which is what they call American history. Yeah, but anyway, like I said, this this story, you know, it gets into a lot of other, other this and this and this and that and all that stuff. And then they want to throw in the uh, LGBTQ plus and, and talk about how they don't want to. Uh, speak on that and all this shit. But my my question to to Ron DeSantis, forty four year old governor of Florida, what gives you the right to think that you run anything that's got to do outside of the goddamn DeSantis family? Just worry about the fucking DeSantis family. That's the only family you need to be concerned about. Anybody knowing about or learning about. Other than that, everybody else got their own history that they need to keep cultivating, carving, understanding, revealing. Restitution, so so you know. he doesn't want them to remember he had his campaign of don't say gay. Then he said don't mention uh, anything about Black Lives Matter because yeah. he has a problem with that. Then they put it all under this umbrella of CRT. So once you get that on the topic, he, now they're trying to put anything about African American or black or African, whatever they want to call us, education, all of that now is coming under the guise of it's CRT, and we're banning that. Yeah, so you're they don't also, want the white people to feel bad or feel guilty, the students. So they say ban all of it. That's what he's doing. So you're also you're telling the teachers now in school to go with soft gloves on white on Black History and all that, and 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 you're also telling the black children that are somewhere between they're trying to, you know, a lot of their, their minds are in a clay state where they're trying to absorb what's happening. They don't know what to believe. They go home and they listen to their parents and then they go to go, they go to school and they got to hear something else. And I mean, it's just, it's just, he, he don't have that kind of power is all I'm saying. He well, really you know, don't. That's why, that's why there ahead. are a lot of other private schools for African-Americans. I mean, because after a while, the parents just get sick and tired. Like you said, they tell them one thing in school, and then when they come home, 
you telling me all about my history, but why my teacher is not telling me about it? Because uh, your teacher is told by the governor not to talk about it. So that's why we have to take our kids out of these schools and create our own schools, and that's what a lot of people have done, you know. So, yeah. and I think that's why um, also, too, as far as um, further education, like colleges and stuff like that, um, HBCUs, they have really, really skyrocketed. People are really attending them. I mean, they're starting to become so well-known and popular, it's crazy. So that's a good yeah. thing. So we can't let this, this jackass deter us from our history. Um, you know, let them continue with their own history. That's fine. But we're going to choose another school to go to. So I'm going to kiss out you know what. <laughs> we're going to keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, DeSantis got a lot of mess with him. Yeah, remember, too, he's only 44 years old. And I'm not knocking, you know, you could be very mature, 44-year-old person, but as 44 years old as a person other than a person of color, you have no right to tell people that have been oppressed for years way back in the 17, 18, 1600s what the hell we could do now in the year 2023 when all this stuff is starting to evolve and people are starting to understand and realize and you're trying to still keep the cap on shit. How are you going to put the cap on a bottle of Coca-Cola that you done shook up like a motherfucker and it's about to fizz out and you're trying to keep the cap on that shit? Please. That shit's about to pop that. off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to leave that alone. we move on to our next story. Uh, all right. What you got going on? Well, speaking of stuff popping off, I'm sure everybody heard by now that the United States has just hit the debt ceiling. Now, I've been hearing this for the past few days that we're about to hit it. Then when they said, oh, we hit it, I didn't know what that was going to mean. Like, is this going to be like, remember when uh, 1999, and they had us convinced that all the computers were going to blow up Mm. and all this stuff, and then nothing actually happened? Well, with this debt ceiling thing, uh, it's, you know, they, of course, there's a lot more complication to it, but what it really boils down to is that the debt limit is simply the amount of money that the government is allowed to borrow to meet its uh, obligations, and those obligations include the important stuff like Social Security, Medicare, loan payments, uh, other social programs. So once Congress sets the debt limit, um, this is how they end up hitting the seal. And when your debt starts to come all the way up to the limit, now they got to do something about it. Right. So now what's been happening is that they've had to raise it over and over, raise the debt ceiling so that the government could continue to pay its bills. Now, when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. Well, would that work for me? Can I just keep raising my debt limits mm. <laughs> to allow me to pay my bills? Nope. But, you know, it doesn't work like that for us, but that's what the government does. So the question is then, well, what happens if we hit the debt limit like we have and Congress says we're not going to raise it? Because that's what the Republicans are saying. They're saying, no, we're going to put an end to all of this spending. We're not going to go along with raising the debt limit. Do you know how much the debt is right now? It's 3134 trillion dollars that's a lot of debt Uh 31.4 trillion dollars and like i said the republicans who control the house have made up in their mind and drawn a line in the sand and said we're not going to raise it unless we get the spending demands the spending cut demands that we want 
So, you know, the Secretary of the Treasury, uh, what's that woman? Janet, 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 Janet Yellen, she said that the government is using what she calls extraordinary measures to keep, you know, the United States to be able to pay their bills, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary measures, I'm not sure what that even is, but that's what the Treasury Secretary said. So she's urging the lawmakers to just go ahead and raise the debt limit because whatever these extraordinary measures are, she's saying they're not going to last forever. So I don't know if they got a slush fund somewhere or if they're redirecting money from somewhere else. I don't know. But when you say that the programs that are really in jeopardy of things like Social Security and Medicare, sounds to me like that's where y'all are getting the money from. I mean, I'm speculating, but how else are you getting all, coming up with money for these extraordinary measures if those are the programs in jeopardy if they don't raise the debt limit? So, you know, they're now they're going to get into a whole pissing match between the, the Democrats and the Republicans over raising the debt ceiling. People want concessions. Everybody wants what they want in order to get the vote from everybody to say, all right, I agree, let's raise the debt, raise the debt ceiling. But my question to them is, how much further can you raise this thing? $31.4 trillion? <laughs> This is getting crazy. And the problem is that because all of this is going on, it sounds like this is just a governmental problem, but it really isn't. Because if those programs like Social Security and uh, Medicare and uh, the other loan payments, if that stuff starts to go into default, it's going to screw up the entire economy, not just in our country, but it will have a worldwide effect because of, you know, the dependency on the U.S. dollar, all of this stuff, when you get into the whole economics of it, this could cause everybody to be royally screwed because then you'll have a recession going on, then you end up with higher unemployment. It's like a domino falling down the line. Everything starts to fall apart. So I'm saying to the Republicans and the Democrats, y'all better figure this out and get it together because it's usually black people and poor people that suffer the most when this stuff happens. Who's at risk most? I mean, well, we know Amazon and everybody now is laying off thousands of people, but who's at risk most when you start cutting social programs? Black folks, poor folks. So that's what's going on with this. So it, it's it's a major problem. And like I said, I'm sure there are more technical economic things that go on with this, but that's the gist of it, the way that I'm understanding it. And I'm concerned because if you're messing up people's Social Security and Medicare, unemployment insurance, all of that stuff would be in jeopardy. People filing for unemployment, and well, what you going to do if there is no unemployment money? You see how it starts to have that domino effect? Everybody ends up getting screwed one behind the other. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm, mm, mm. It's a mess. Yeah, it really um, is a mess. It is. Um, 
You know what? I, I like I said, this was one of my favorite uh, subjects in, in uh, school was history, and I didn't really know this much about the government until I really started watching the news and pay attention. Well, my aunt watches CNN all the time, so she kind of tells me some things. I'm like, well, what is this and what is that? She knows it. But mm-hmm. I was just briefly reading here under um, what you're referring to. It says, um, back in uh, 2011, the U.S. reached a crisis point of near default on public debt. The delay in raising the debt uh, ceiling resulted in the first downgrade in the United States credit rating, a sharp drop in the stock market, and an increase in borrowing costs. Uh, so Congress raised the debt limit. With the, uh, this, uh, they created the Budget Control Act of 2011, which added to the fiscal cliff when the new ceiling was reached in um, uh, 2012. So all these terms, like the crisis point, the fiscal cliff, um, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. But it's interesting, though. But uh, Hey, you kids need to, you know, follow government and 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 find out how how this world works, this government works. Um, yeah, and we can get some 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 better uh, senators and all that in there, you know. <laughs> so. Well, they better figure it out, you know, because yeah. like you were just saying, when these things happen, uh, yeah. like the stock market, <laughs> when the stock market falls, that means people's mm-hmm. pension accounts start to get mm-hmm. devaluated. People's 401ks, all their stock accounts, all that stuff starts to, the value of it starts to drop. Right. And you don't want people running and and pulling all their money out of the 401k because that's going to really mess up things as well. Oh, yeah. See, that can shut down banks, you know. They'll tell you, we only keep a certain amount of liquid cash. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want a check. I want my money. (laughs) For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what. Are we ready for the cocktail of the week? Let's take a little CC. And uh, if anybody has any questions or comments about what we're talking about, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press <laughs> 1. All right. Yeah, we'll take, take a, little a quick CC. commercial break. And we're coming back with... Kettle in the Cocktail of the Week on the Pajama Party Show. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at A Pajama Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Party One Hills, Papa DJ, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, now it's time for the much-deserved <laughs> cocktail, cocktail of the week. Week! With Kettle. 
What you got for us this week, huh? Well, well, well. I thought about Papa Didi and his brown liquor. So this one is called, but it's in a dainty glass, so I don't know. Papa may not desire this one. It's called the Preakness Manhattan, and it is served in a coupe glass. It's a cute little coupe glass with a uh, garnish of a lemon zest twist. All righty. We have one and a half ounces of bourbon whiskey uh, of your choice. Um, there's some good ones out there. We got Bullet and uh, some other good ones out there. Also, um, a fourth of ounce of uh, Remy Martin 1738 Cognac. Um, a half an ounce of the Benedict uh, Benedictine D.O.M. That's a, a flavored liqueur. Also, a half an ounce of Martini Rossi Sweet Vermouth, and three dashes of of uh, aromatic bitters. So we're going to stir all these ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled glass. And the uh, garnish will be your lemon zest twist. And that is called the Preakness Manhattan. Wow. That sounds potent, but it sounds really good. (laughs) Going to knock you out. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like it's going to knock you out twice. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. You, and that's you, you the, need some punk juice? Oh, I don't know. I think I might need some punk juice for them. <laughs> Put some lemonade uh, or some crab. It's <laughs> something to detain that thing. Yeah, you said that yeah, was that the... Uh, Preakness, yeah. Preakness Manhattan. Preakness so it, it's Manhattan. Get you running. <laughs> so okay. Get you running. <laughs> okay, I'm here um, for it. Christmas right. Manhattan. All right. All right. What you think of that one, Papa Didi? Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, that he's down for. All right. Well, Papa Didi, it's that time. What's hmm. popping? What's popping? Man, I tell you what. I tell you, be on the lookout for uh, my man because he's he's doing some missing things. But I'm 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 just well. They they won't let him get uh, close to them. As close as he's getting, they'll still keep him away, and that's just what white folks do. And I'm speaking on Deion Sanders. Ah. Okay, let's talk about Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime, all right? Now, here's a brother that is so innovative that whew, you ain't never seen a body in your life that has the, the charismatic flavor like this brother, okay? This brother is one of the few black sports figures in the world that, that uh, and you know in life when you, move on to your second stage in your life is all based on what you did on the first stage. Mm-hmm. You know, all your actors in Hollywood and everybody like that that are getting gigs and everything. They, most of them are getting gigs uh, like Brad Pitt and all that because they've done anything already. George Cooney and all that, they've done anything already. So when you come for the second round, you know, you, you're able to still, still exist because you've done some shit. That's why in life you got to do some shit. If you do, you don't do nothing in your 30s and 40s, you ain't got shit to talk about in your 50s. Okay, so you got to do some stuff. And in your 30s and your 40s, those are your hustling years. Hustling without even looking up. You know what I mean? Don't even look up. Just do what you do. Live where you live. You know, hustle like you hustle. That's what life is designed to be, to get out there and just do some shit every day. Because you got the youth on your side. You know, don't take your 30s and 40s and piss it down the drain. 
That's foolish. Don't look at people in their 60s and say, I want to be like them. Or I want to get what they get or drive where they drive or live where they live. You're not there. You're not them. And be thankful because you ain't that fucking old. So why would you look at somebody in the 60s or early 70s and, and think that you need to achieve what they achieved? They're living off of what it is they have already achieved. But if, if God has you in a demographic of the generation of the decades that's bringing the youth to you in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, then that's your hustling years. So don't look at other people. Keep your hustle going. Because you'll get old just like everybody else. But while you're still young and youthful, get your shit going on. But getting back to Deion Sanders, I said all that just to talk about Deion. Prime time. That boy was out there with the 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Braves, playing baseball, doing his thing, dressing, Jerry Curl, wearing all the everything, doing his thing. But he was performing, making it happen. Now, Come up to now, that he went into the Football Hall of Fame, known for being a fantastic Major League Baseball player, charismatic brother, can always give you serious conversation, all, all up on every, completely woke when it comes to blackness on all four sides. Then the brother went down to Jackson, Mississippi, and took over that team, which was the HBCU. Bottom of the barrel. Place needs a paint job. Bleachers falling apart. Went there and made that team number one. They were the champions last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they of, of the HBCU. But see, remember this here. The HBCU, even though it's a place where people go to celebrate their beautiful blackness, but when it comes to you getting in the NFL, you're not getting that much attention because these other schools are getting more attention. They're looking at these other players. And they have something called the SEC. That's S as in Sam E is an Echo and C is in Charlie. That's the number one highest division. They got the Big Ten, the Big Five, all these different colleges in different divisions. But the SEC is the biggest the biggest program out there. That's where Nick Saban is with Alabama and this other guy named Kirby with Georgia. Georgia just won the championship in college. So you got Alabama, Georgia, um, Clemson. This other guy named Debo Samuels, he's the uh, – Dabble Sweeney, excuse me, Dabble Sweeney. He's the coach of uh, Clemson. So let's just throw some names out there. Nick Saban, Dabble Sweeney, and Kirby Smart. These are the three guys that run the SEC, three white guys. I'm sure you heard of Nick Saban. He's been winning Alabama all the time. But now along came Deion Sanders. He's leaving Mississippi State, and he's going to coach Colorado now. Now, Colorado's not in the SEC, but it's a bigger college now. So these white folks, Nick Saban, Debo, and Kirby Smart, who's with Georgia, just won a championship, they scared as hell now, okay? Because okay. Dion's about to take their recruits, okay? High school brothers. Coming out of high school, that normally went up to Alabama, because you know Nick Saban would go into projects and talk to a black mother on the eighth floor of the projects, because her son is good as shit. But now these these kids is going to De- to Deion Sanders. Mm. But see, here's the sad part about it: white folks is hating that shit, and they're hating him. 
Now, mind you, Deion Sanders does those uh, Aflac commercials with Nick Saban. I don't know if you've seen it before. They both wear these light blue jackets, Aflac. Oh, that's him? Dion that's Nick Saban? Nick Saban, yeah. This, this crazy white guy who's been winning all his life. He ain't winning for the last couple of years. But him now and Deion Sanders, and they be on TV with different sports games. But you can see in Nick Saban's face right now that he hates Deion Sanders' guts. He perpetrates like they're good friends, but he's not. Because, see, the white man been used to getting his way for a lot of years, okay? And now that Deion is coming up in the ranks and rebuilt the HBCU, now he's in the middle. He ain't in the SEC yet, but now he's going to Colorado, which is a you know big-time college, but they've been losing all these years. Now, when when he turns that around, and all these other guys, these white guys, see, all I'm saying here, and what I'm talking about ain't got nothing to do with football, okay? It's got to do that when the black man sticks his head in somewhere where he should have been from the beginning, when we finally get there, the white man wants to cut off our, you know, they want to cut our throat because they saying, whoa, this shit was doing fine without you. What are you doing here? I'm used to winning every year. What are you doing here? And this is what life is right now all about. When we go back to uh, Ron DeSantos in Florida, why does he not want black folks to be college, be educated on things and get their knowledge on? You know, the, the suppression of people is an interesting thing. And I'm not saying that on a preaching level. I'm just saying wake your ass up. There's, like I said, go back to the 20s, 30s, and the 40s of your age. You have so many oppositions up against you nowadays. You got so many people that have been used to doing they dirty shit for years. And when you come up as a positive black person now in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you're being watched like a fucking hawk. So watch your back. Look around you. Check your surroundings. When you go to the job, look around and see who has got that dagger in your back, your back like Brutus with Julius Caesar. You know, check and see who is... Just not, you know, listen, and, and I tell black folks all the time on the job, shut up for a minute and let white people talk, okay? I know we got a lot to talk about. We're very charismatic. We're very articulate. But sometimes if you shut up for a minute, white folks will start talking because they love to talk. But when they start talking, you'll see just how fucked up they are, how fucked up their families are, their existence, their trailer park shit. They'll be sitting there and talking to you, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, my father, yeah, he was a drunk. Yeah, my mom was, and you be saying, God damn. But see, they got that white skin, so you never would have thought that. But if you just shut up and let them motherfuckers talk, whoo, you will see the light on that shit. Anyway, I'm going to get off that subject for that. Okay. But take heed. Look out for Deion Sanders because he's coming up in the ranks on the college world, and you'll see how he's going to turn this here Colorado thing like he turned out the HBCUs and, you know, Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Mr. D. All right. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Sometimes you got to mm-hmm. watch. Watch as well yep. as yeah. listen. Yeah, be quiet for a minute. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk. I know somebody mm-hmm. once said that's the reason why you have two ears and one mouth, because you're Uh-oh. supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Hey, just so you know. All <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to shift over to, where are we going, the weird news? 
Come on. Okay. Yeah, lighten it up, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah lighten, lighten it, it up. up. Papa right, is getting heavy on it, so we're going to lighten it up. Yes, okay. I'm up first with this crazy story. This one is coming out of uh, Iowa. State mm. Fair husband calling contest has wives screaming spouses' names for $5. I tell you, these folks must be bored. Calling all wives with pipes. Iowa State Fair husband calling contest has the internet in a fit of laughter as a viral video of the competition shows women screaming or singing their spouses' names to win a measly $5. It was in a TikTok posted by, I'm not going to say the person's name because I'm not publicizing him. This person posted a TikTok showing the top five finalists. Uh, you can see them screaming or singing or shouting their husbands' names in a variety of different ways. Uh, women of all ages showed off their impressive lung capacity and their ability to corral their husbands using different communication strategies, such as repetition, yodeling, nagging, and shrieking. The fifth place competitor starts the video by repeating her husband's name over and over, complaining about him being tardy. She's followed by a woman who yodels her husband's name, and the third place finalist sings her husband's name. Second place simply just shrieked, Daryl, as loud as she could. And lastly, the prize winner, Bonnie Swalwell Eilert, screams her husband's name. She said, Roy, can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now. Come on. You know we're going to be late again. You know I want to get there on time. But she says this extremely loud. Oh, and they said no. that this is a, a years-old tradition at the Iowa State Fair. And they also have similar competitions, including a mom-calling competition. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with these people? Bored. They said you could anybody can enter the competition for free, and the what the first place winner gets five dollars, and everybody else gets a ribbon. Okay. Whew. The ribbon might have cost more than five dollars. It must have cost a dollar. Probably so. <laughs> you know, all I can say is y'all need to get a new hobby. Yeah. I would have and a headache uh, if I was at that fair and all these women screaming for their husbands. And that prize money would be more than five dollars. So, gosh, hey, I do better than that. Five dollars. That's crazy. All right. All right. Well, who's up? Are we going to go to the UK now? Um, okay. IKEA shoppers shocked as man walked human dogs to store. <clears throat> Who let the dogs out? IKEA shoppers were forced to put together something other than furniture when two men dressed as dogs appeared to be walked by a third man in the store. The video shot by a man named Helen Watson showed uh, the trio at the food court near the showroom with the two dogs wagging their tails. A guy just taking his two dogs a walk in Ikea, um, he captured um, the video, which has been viewed over 36 times. The group named main stairs from shoppers, including one father with his kids, as the group made their way through the cafeteria. Um, this behavior is commonly called puppy play, in which one party dresses up as a dog and exhibits similar characteristics 
as part of role-playing, sometimes conducted in both public and private. Many people on Twitter also express their shock at the appearance of the pups. Okay. All righty. Crazy, crazy, and crazy. I don't man. even know what to say. Uh, yeah, I can imagine what they're doing in private. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I won't go to the uh, IKEA in UK. Don't look Ooh. for me. Okay. People dressed up call. like so. These were men dressed up as mm-hmm. dolls. Yeah. Being walked yeah. by another man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's weird. All right, Papa Didi. Yeah. What's your business? Uh, my story. I'm telling you. This this is a wild story here. Um, this Georgia cop discovers. 37 pounds of pot in a Walmart shoplifter's trunk. Wow. Now, this guy's name was Marcus, uh, looks like Rashid Toll. Toll, T-U-L-L, so I guess that's Tool or something like that. 28-year-old guy, mm-hmm. he was arrested for shoplifting at Walmart in uh, Morgan County, Georgia. Okay, this is according to the uh, TV station uh, WSB-TV. Now, Tool, he uh, paid for some items. But a police officer, but a store police officer said the toll used the self checkout. Okay, I might try this my damn self. <laughs> he he uh, he used the self checkout area there to uh, pay for his stuff, but he failed to scan twenty four items on his uh, oh he was of all his really groceries, which totaled about one hundred sixty five dollars. And I guess the cop was watching like a damn hawk. You know, you can't see what you. Can't arrest what you don't see. So he probably was watching that. So upon being arrested, Toll asked the officer, could he at least keep the products that he actually paid for? Okay. And the officer agreed. He said, okay, they're going to take him to the police station. And uh, so this is where it gets stupid. The guy gives the officer the key fob to his car. Okay. You know, say, could you put it in my trunk? Instead of leaving the groceries in the store, at the posted bond to come back and get the groceries. He'll tell somebody to come up to the store to get the groceries. He gives the cop the key fob. Mm-hmm. So the cop said, okay, let me put this stuff in the guy's car. So he didn't want to leave it in the back seat so somebody could break in the guy's car after they took the guy to jail. He pops open the trunk to put it in there, and when he gets in the trunk, he finds these vacuum-packed bags of marijuana and mushrooms, <laughs> 37 pounds of marijuana and mushrooms in a vacuum-packed bag. Wow. Okay. Now, you gave the cop the key fob to your car, which had nothing to do with anything. Did you forget? So he busted himself. Did you forget that you had this weed in your trunk? <laughs> the man must have been high going in there. That's probably what the hell it was. <laughs> and what was he buying? Was he buying food? <laughs> I, I, it doesn't say he was buying, but he didn't pay for $165 of it. And but he he must whatever he paid for and then the cop being all such a good Samaritan and all that jazz and to go and mm. then you're gonna get a cop your key when you go to yeah he must have forgotten yeah you know and he's definitely smoking some of that weed because he's he's, yeah. he's he's drifting he's he drifting probably, for real he probably had a mushroom on the way and in. he had mushrooms too so which going to show you that uh you know man that mm. that common sense mm. got to keep keep revolving. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was a deep story. Yeah, I know he felt real good. stupid. So yeah, not only did uh, yeah. he get busted for the stealing the stuff, 
Which is a misdemeanor. Which is a misdemeanor. Then he walked himself into a felony. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Mm. So, Ooh, big dummy. So that's it for that particular uh, weird yeah. news segment. Mm. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll take a break. Yeah. Come All back right. with a red wine, what I'm just saying. And we'll do that on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, Are we going to turn over the red wine for a segment called uh, I'm Just Saying? Oh, merci beaucoup. How's everybody doing? Um, you know, there's a situation that occurred in uh, La Verge. I think I'm pronouncing the city right. La Verge, Tennessee. I just want to talk about that for a minute. Now, this is La Verge, Tennessee. If you didn't hear about it, there's this female former police officer. Her name is Megan Hall. Well, she was an officer until she got busted. But she was down there getting busy in all kinds of ways. Now, Megan allegedly was screwing on company time. Now, this woman is white, married, and was busted for having sex with another officer. Not just one officer, not two Not three, not four, not five. Six officers. This sex-crazed woman got busted for having sex with six other officers. Now, when I saw the pictures, all the officers I saw were black. I didn't see any pictures of white officers. Now, she's married to a white man, but she's been getting her jungle fever on, on company time, mind you. And uh, they ended up firing her and four of the other officers involved, but two of the officers got suspended. But here's the kicker. The police department was quick, I mean quick on the draw, to fire these cops for these sex capades on the job, right? But why is it that the cops that kill and brutalize black folks are still on the force? I'm just saying, who should really be getting fired? Now, let's go to January 7th in Tennessee, still in Tennessee. This brother named Tyree Nichols suffered kidney failure and had a cardiac arrest after being assaulted during a basic traffic stop by Memphis, Tennessee police officers. Now, the body cam footage still hasn't been released. Now, this happened January 7th this year. 
and they still have not released any of the body cam footage from the cops that were involved. And nobody's been fired over him, his death. This brother died. He got assaulted, and then he ended up going to the hospital where he died. And like I said, who should really be getting fired? Y'all fired the, the cops for having sex with each other, but the ones that are killing our brothers and sisters are still sitting there on the force. I'm not understanding. Who should really be getting fired here? Now, the cops who were involved in the Memphis case with Tyree Nichols, they were receiving what they call disciplinary action. I'm like, you know what? You can kiss it with the disciplinary action. What does that really mean? I'm just saying, who should really be getting fired? And let's not forget that it took more than two years for even one cop to be fired when they killed Breonna Taylor. It took over two years. Now they, they fired these, these uh, sex-loving cops in like almost a snap of a finger. But it took almost two years for even one cop to get fired over the murder of Breonna Taylor. And it took two years for even one cop that was involved in Elijah McCain's death. That brother was just 23. Took almost a little over two years before anybody involved in his death even faced any charges. And and the only reason why some of those people got busted is because, like that dumb person with the weed in the car, they busted themselves by taking photos of the chokehold that they put on Elijah McCain. They were playing and posing with the, the same chokehold, and that was part of what was the damning evidence for them. But I guess if it hadn't been for that, they'd still be, you know, walking around with their salary and still got their job. I just don't get it. And we won't even talk about the, the legal inaction that we continue to see with stuff like the chokehold on Eric Garner in New York. Remember that one? Uh, and that was just overselling loose cigarettes. Why did this brother have to die? And what cop got fired over that? I'm just saying. <laughs> Something ain't right. Something is definitely not right. Who really should be getting fired? You fire people over sex, but you can't fire them when they murder somebody? They come up with all these excuses talking about, oh, it was justified. No, it ain't justified. Unless somebody was actually threatening your life, it's not justified. And when you see some of these uh, body cam videos, there was no threat to these cops. Yet they still have their jobs, or they walk free, they get a slap on the wrist, or they get moved to another um division or they go to another state so they can do the same thing over. And unless it's a high-profile case like George Floyd, don't even hold your breath waiting for the cops to pay for murdering somebody by at least being fired or going to jail. I mean, for me, it should be more than just fired, but I'm saying at a minimum, fire their butt. I just don't get it. What is so hard about firing somebody for killing somebody but you can fire them with equipment because they decided to get busy in the in the backseat of the cruiser. This stuff doesn't even make sense. But I guess if you're a cop caught screwing on the, draw, on the job, they'll probably fire you before the evening news can even report it. Clearly the priorities and justification for firing cops are skewed. I'm just saying. This is red wine, and I'm just saying. How about firing cops for stuff that really matters? like the lives of black people.
That's all I got. All right. That was a good one. Thanks for it, Yeah, that was, that was a good point. And they're going to fire these cops because they were getting busy. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's, you know. Yeah. No. That, to me, is more of a disciplinary thing. Mm. You screwing on company time, wherever it was, in the car, whatever. But y'all can't do anything about cops murdering people? Okay. Just saying. It ain't right. Yeah, well, you know, um, I'm going to go right into uh, Living for the City. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead, Papa. Papa DD now and are Living you, for the City. Are you, are you done with your segment? Yes, I am. I just want to give you a proper intro. I appreciate it. Um, you know, like like we said tonight, as a whole and as a, as a whole round factor of things, all these things come into play because, you know, life is really not that long ago, you know. You got to think that, uh, you know, the 16th president, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln, with the whole Emancipation Proclamation, you know, freeing the slaves, you know, that was uh, that was the biggest thing, you know, um, that got it all started. He was the person that uh, believed that people should be fair with, with situations, and all these different presidents be talking about how they want to live like Lincoln with their kindness and they ain't kind at all you know but uh, the whole theory of the of the force syndrome I always say the force syndrome I look at the the 16th president I always remember that um, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president just remember four times four equals 16 okay just keep the four mechanism in your mind because four is a very significant to us as black people for some reason it always rears its head on different things with us. You know, like the first man to uh, break Babe Ruth's home run record was Hank Aaron, who was number 24. I mean, number 44, excuse me. He was 44. Then you got uh, Barack Obama was the 44th president. Number, another, another double four. So you got your first man uh, that broke the alleged home run record. Who knows what numbers white folks was keeping. I think they just gave Ruth a number they thought we couldn't reach. And, you know, Hank Aaron broke that. He's number 44, which is four times four with the 16th president. Then you got another 44 with Barack Obama, first black president, number 44th president. And your last tragic number 44 is when Martin Luther King was assassinated, which was the 4th of April. All right? So we say, when Martin Luther King killed? April 4th, 44. 44, 44, 44, four times four. Fours is all over the place, okay? That's just a little number of trivia. I've been keeping it in my mind for a while. I figured I'd share it with y'all. Anyway, uh, be on the lookout also when we talk to football. Uh, they got four teams that uh, need coaches. And we're back on this coaching thing again. Houston Texans, sorry-ass team, only won like two games. They fired Lovey Smith after one year. Aww. They brought him in because the team was doing bad. You know how they bring a black person in. And Lovey Smith been to the Super Bowl. You know, he was with the Chicago Bears when they played the the, uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. He had two black coaches in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that a few years ago. He had Tony Dungy and uh, Lovey Smith. All right, he was, he was, Tony Dungy was coaching the Indianapolis Colts, 
and Lovey Smith was coaching the uh, the Bears, and it was in the Super Bowl a few years back. Anyway, but Lovey Smith got fired after one year. Now, the interim coach of the Carolina Panthers, a brother. Now, the Carolina was kicking ass, but they didn't they didn't keep the interim coach on, so they're looking for a coach. Now, the brother brought this team. They just missed the playoffs. They're in the same division that Tampa Bay is in. So Tampa Bay ended up winning the division, but then, you know, Dallas went down there and whooped their ass. So so now Carolina Panthers are looking for a coach. Then you got this other guy who was a young white boy on that white tree out there with the rest of them young white boys. He finally got fired. He was the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He's gone. So they need a coach. And the last last coaching thing was uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They brought Jeff Saturday on. He was a a commentator on ESPN. They said, oh, you want to be a coach for a year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be your coach. And he got there, and he couldn't do it. So right now you got four teams that uh, – there's only 32 teams in football, okay? So there's 28 teams that got coaches, you know. And uh, I think the only black coach is your boy from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So now we got four jobs open. So be on the lookout for who gets these jobs in the NFL. All right? Four jobs open. But I said all that to say that what Red Wine was saying when it comes to people getting fired, see, sometimes the reason why white folks can't get fired because it's more favoritism than anything else. Because, see, white folks on a job, as you very well know, they draw to each other. They all know each other by names in the court, in, 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 the, in the cops. Like like within the police station, you know what I mean? The dispatcher knows this one here. This one knows their wife. No matter where you work at, you got different bosses that are hanging out with other bosses' wives and all this shit. You know what I mean? So they ingranulate all this stuff together. So when time for somebody to get fired, they can't really do it because these jokers are friends off the job. And as black people, we ain't friends with none of them because we don't need their damn friendships. But they're bowling together. You know what I mean? And both their kids is in the uh, Girl Scouts together and the, and it is and the soccer and all this shit. So when it comes time to getting rid of people, we're not in that. Not that we need to be in their shit. And they're living in a different area. You know, they're living in their particular suburbs. If you ever look and see, like, where some of your white coworkers live, damn, they live far away, don't they? Damn. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, I've had bosses, you know, on my job when I was working. I'm like, you travel an hour and a half to get here? I mean, when, are you trying to get further and further and further away from black folks? And when you get in your white neighborhood, do you feel, does the fucking sunshine brighter or something? I mean, what the fuck? You know, and you driving fucking uh, 85 miles each way. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I live down in such and such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other white folks say, oh, yeah, you live in. And they all know these little fucking towns. You know, they, oh, I'm in Buck, Chuck, Chuck County. Yeah, I'm in Chuck, Chuck, Chuck County. Oh, I'm in Chuck, Buck, Buck, Buck County. They all know these faraway fucking counties that they all live in. And we all live in perimeters that are maybe 30 to 40 minutes from our job or something where we can maybe catch a train or catch a bus or something to get right to work, you know. Mm-hmm. But these jokers live way out because that's where they have landed, because that's where their parents landed. Because, like I said before, after World War II, 
we was only allowed to live in certain places. So white folks were able to live in the suburbs, and we had to live in the city. But now they're trying to come back to the city. And we, like fools, are going out to the goddamn suburbs when all the resources is basically in the city. But that's another story. You live where you want to live. But just to to, uh, to ride the Red Wines coattail with the situation on why people get fired and don't get fired because they just ingranulate themselves, and not because they really like each other, but being they all carry that white skin, they all have that convenience, that white privilege. So they want to keep it going. It's like they want to keep throwing coats of paint. You know, you're painting a room, you want to put two or three coats on the wall and shit. So they want to just keep keeping that paint on that wall. Thick, you know, oh, yeah, this wall looks nice. Oh, real nice, man. I put three, four coats on there. So they want to make sure their neighborhoods, their people, their friends are all, because it's easy. Their life is so damn easy, been easy for years. But when other people of other races and colors start to infiltrate it, it's going to break up the good time they've been having. And that's why they are so quick to the draw to not let us in. Don't teach us shit. Keep us back from this and that. They don't want us to know just how easy life really is. And like us, sometimes we just sit back in the fucking bleachers and don't want to get up, don't want to investigate, don't want to infiltrate like Deion Sanders is doing, like I said earlier. You know what I mean? They keep us away from coaching football teams because that's power. So that's why your rich white folk, white not just white, but just rich folks, they don't want to bring black coaches in because they don't want us that close to the money or that close to the power. I mean, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm going to get off that soapbox, but just, just, right uh, just to keep that close in mind. Close to the money, close to the power. Close to the money, close to the power. Yeah. That, that sums it up point. right there. Anyway. Sure yeah, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people don't see that. They just think, oh, man, they didn't try to coach. Well, well, but just... And people yeah. always say that we always, you know, people complain about black and white, but if you really look through the line, it is. It's black and white. So. Yeah, because we're smart. Yeah, we're very smart. We pick up easy, and they don't want us to see how crooked they are, so they keep us, keep us away. And the reality right. is that everybody can't win. Somebody's going to lose. Every yeah. season, there's going to be losers. You can't just be so quick to say, oh, okay, it's the, it's the coach's fault. He's got to go. Fire him. Mm-hmm. Well, like, y'all don't give people a chance to build a program. Exactly. They're so quick. But anyway, we're going to move mm-hmm. on to Kettle mm-hmm. and the Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Can we take a little season? Take, take, okay. take a little season? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was ready to get it going. I want to hear what happened this week. But okay, Kettle wants to take a quick one, so we'll take a quick one, and then we'll be back after the break. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. 
Alright, welcome back to John Party One, your host Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. I'm Swag, darling. How's it uh, I need to All get right. the get the juice. What's going on? Alright. <laughs> yeah, I get a theme song in the meantime. I'll give you some music, uh we're gonna run the theme song after you do your intro. <laughs> So go for it. Hollywood. Take it away. Take it away, Kevin. It's Kettle with the Hollywood rap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, Guess what? Hollywood somewhat came to Baltimore uh, this week uh, with names like my girl Oprah, Spike Lee, uh, Vice President Harris, and President Joe Biden lending support the Westmore campaign enjoys the type of star power never before seen in Maryland's history. Um, the list of notables, the campaigns here with the uh, Baltimore banner included Chelsea Clinton, also former U.S. Attorney uh, Eric Holder. The list of Maryland um, luminaries was Hall of Famer um, Carl, Carol, I'm sorry, Carl Ripken. Uh, Junior, uh, the governor, Larry Hogan, and his first lady, former governors, Paris Lynn Denning and uh, Martin O'Malley, uh, and former lieutenant uh, governor, Michael Steele. Yeah, yeah, and some big wigs up in there. Um, Entertainers such as Grammy Award winner, Maxwell, and R&B singer, songwriter, Raheem Devon. Um, They performed at the gala. Of course, DJ um, D-Nice and DJ Quicksilver. They appeared wow. as well. This was at the um, People's Ball. Yeah, they did all that. So names wow. like, of course, my girl Oprah, who hosted a virtual fundraiser for more. Filmmaker Spike Lee, who hosted a fundraiser for more in Martha's Vineyard. Wow, Spike Lee in Martha's Vineyard. Um, and uh, a record executive, uh, Ken Lyles, a native of Baltimore. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi were all been uh, swirling in the uh, speculative chatter. So a lot of people did some fundraisers for him. So, um, of course, Oprah was the front runner. She introduced the new governor. And I also saw um, Chris Tucker. He was um, showing on his um, Instagram feed as well. He was there, too. He's he's starting to pop up a little more. Yeah, Chris Tucker is. He has oh, okay. a, um, he's, he's doing a tent in Vegas as well. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know so that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also on Hollywood News, Monique, she is back. Stars as mm. Lee Daniels, of all people. They have a horror flick called The Reading. The BET Plus original movie begins streaming on February 2nd. Monique is set to star in Lee Daniels' new BET original movie, The Reading. Marking more than 10 years since the pair have collaborated on a project. The film uh-huh. was written and directed by Courtney Glaude with uh, Daniels, Monique, and her husband, Sidney Hicks, as producers. Oh, he's still hanging in there with us. Okay. He's following okay. the money, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, also in Hollywood news, uh, The Fresh Prince, uh, the new Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the second season, is um, coming out. Um, and that premieres February 23rd. Um, Bel Air Season 2 is on the way, and the trailer for the reimagined show was originally dropped and teases that Fresh Prince alum, 
Tatiana Ali will appear in the new season. Um, Ali will play Ashley English, a literature teacher, Miss um, Hughes, at Bel Air Middle School, uh, who sees something special in Ashley, often giving her books from her personal collection. The veteran actress starred as Ashley Banks, the youngest daughter in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, during the sitcom original run from the 1990s to 96. For some reason, I thought that ran longer, but uh, six years. They had a pretty yeah, good run. Yeah, it did run. seem like it was longer. Yeah, but the new um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is from premiere uh, February 23rd. So that's going to be interesting. All right. Hmm. She yeah, I like this up. show. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, well, you have to check out the first season, so catch up. Second season is coming out. Um, I did. Next month. Girl, don't sleep okay. on me. I thought. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, Cardi B, she gets community service extension. Cardi B appeared in front of a judge after failing to complete community service following her plea deal after pleading guilty to third degree assault and reckless endangerment. This is back in 2022. Um, uh, representative for the Queen's. District Attorney confirmed that Cardi's initial com- uh, community service deadline was January the 17th, um, but she didn't complete it yet, so they gave her an extension. Uh, back in 2018, she was accused of, order- of ordering an attack on two bartenders and at a gentleman's club and was later arrested for her alleged role in the altercation. So, oh, all right. okay. She's a guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> With a name like that, Carney B, right? Mm-hmm. Also, does. if you guys have not, have not seen the new um, House Party, uh, director um, Kellamatic shares why Baby Boy was used as inspiration for the reimagined House Party reboot. Um, get ready for the new school to throw the biggest event in 2023, House Party. Directed by uh, Calamatic. The reimagined version will follow club promoters and best friends, um, Damon and Kevin. Um, they um, work for, uh, uh, they have a position in, in uh, cleaning houses. Um, they get fired from that and they decide to have a house party. And I uh, guess who's home there having a house party in? LeBron James. Mm. Le- LeBron James what? took off for two weeks, and uh, they had a house party, and uh, <laughs> it's it, it's a funny gig. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. I, I thought it was pretty decent. So I mean, they had some of the original stars in it from um, from House Party. They had Kid and Play in there, and uh, Mark Cuban, and some other surprises, Lil Wayne. So Mark I mean, Cuban, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> So I gave it seven and a half. Um, you, you guys remember the Golden Globes of Gerard Carmichael? He um, hosted that gig. And yeah. um, I did mention that um, the Whitney Estate, he said a joke about Whitney and the Whitney Estate got upset. Um, but he also had an edgy um, monologue on uh, Material Left uh, Hohen. She is the... Um, president of the um, the Golden Globe Awards, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Mm-hmm. And she was shocked and upset, reportedly due to the jokes about race. During his opening monologue, 
The comedian said, I'm here because I'm black. Yeah. It shows the Golden Globe Awards are not aired last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I won't say, they were a racist organization. But they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. This is what he said. So, mm-hmm. um, hey, they felt some kind of way. So, uh-huh. I don't think you'll but be back true. in post the next year. Yeah, I mean, it was true, but I mean, hey. It's you know, but, you no, know. But, but don't go with truth. <laughs> not, yeah, my, not with I, me. I got you. Know, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Kelly Clarkson, she's been going through some things. Um, she has now a long-term legal protection against two individuals who continue to show up at her house uninvited and cause disturbances. Uh, she was granted permanent restraining orders for five years. Um, Victor Fernandez and who get Nicole Young, um, both of them are prohibited to come 100 yards of her home. Um, just doing crazy stuff. He pulled up to Kelly's home in a semi-truck on Thanksgiving, peering over the, her security gate and uh, stating he was there to see Kelly. He returned to the home on more than one occasion. I oh mean, goodness. come on, man. You ain't got nothing else better to do. Okay. And um, last but not least, actor Alec Baldwin and weapon specialist will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting of the cinematographer on a New Mexico uh, movie set called Rust. Um, he was also executive producer on that as well. So I think that's why he's being held accountable. So, um, you know, a lot of people are kind of stunned behind it. I think he is. Um, but here we go back to that, like you said, probably white privilege. You know, they don't, they think they're above the law, but um, you know, they felt that he, he was reckless and endangered this woman's life. And unfortunately, she died the result of that. So he could do up to five years or a $5,000 fine. So we'll see what's going to happen. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. Got all the details. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. I know he didn't expect that. Now, I actually think that the, the girl that was the armor, armor, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, I saw footage before that went down where they were back in the back of the set shooting guns that evening mm-hmm. before. I don't know if you remember seeing that. I saw and I that. think mm-hmm. somebody just left left a gun in the chamber like that. She should be the one going down. But you know what, though? You got to understand, too, this happened in, what, uh, New Mexico or something? Where did it happen? Yeah, they have different laws. New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, because also, a lot of these little towns want attention. And when you get that Hollywood attention like that and you bring mm-hmm. um, you, you bring the media to your town, that generates mm-hmm. money. Like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, the sad situation with George Foreman. I mean, mm-hmm. not George Foreman, George, uh, George Floyd, George Floyd, excuse oh. me, I'm sorry, George Floyd, mm-hmm. for example, I went to, um, I went to Minnesota to um, uh, Prince's house a few years ago, what's it called, Paisley Park? Yeah, you were there? Yeah, yeah I went there. Oh, wow. I went to Paisley Park to take a tour of uh, Prince's house uh, after he passed away, of course, and uh, it was, it was a nice flight. It was uh, the 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 um, 
airport there is is nice and small and clean and everything. Everything is uh, and the hotels were cheap and all. But ever since George Floyd, now how much media been there for years? You know when that was going on, mm-hmm. when that was at the thick of right. things. So flying right. to flying to Minneapolis now to go to Paisley Park to uh, tour Prince's mm-hmm. house wouldn't be the same now. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be yeah. a totally different thing because now people have been in that town and in the, the uh, Mall of America's there, that huge mm-hmm. mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The roller coaster inside the mall. So in the same way with this little town here, they're just trying to generate some you know, some media attention. So they, they but, get but the they, big fish. I got what you're saying, Papa, but they did find some reckless things. So they found 150 um, real ammunition on the set. Like you said, they could have been right. shooting but, in the back, but why would you associate the, the, the cold guns with those hot guns that has real ammunition? 150 yeah, bullets but, on the set. It doesn't make sense. Right, but that's the, that's the, the woman who's the armorer. She the one need to... To, to face that situation, I mean, you can't. Yeah, accuse. but he, he's but he's executive producer on this particular. So he supposed he's like the like the captain of the ship. He's supposed to oversee everything. So I guess yeah, but the captain, you know, right? I understand the captain of the ship, it's but like every 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 ship has different departments, and that girl was in charge of the armament department. So she was I the agree. one that was to make sure it was blanks in that. Now, what was it, what if that was yeah. Denzel Washington? who's a man that ain't no gunnery guy, and all of a sudden he mm-hmm. takes a gun practice and the bullet goes off, and Denzel's like, yo, I'm Denzel. I'm a fucking star. I don't know nothing about this goddamn gun, girl. Why did you check this gun out before you gave it to me? You know, mm-hmm. and then you look at old girl, too, the girl that, and they, thank goodness they put her in this situation. Look at her. She's mm-hmm. all, you know, she looks all, you know, I ain't going to talk about the girl, but mm-hmm. she looks all, and she she's posing with bullets all around her neck. You see the pictures of her? Yeah, where I she's remember posing. that picture. She's got bullets. She's like bullet, bullet, bullet tattoos on her face, crazy blonde hair. You know, she thinks that shit's fun. And that's the end result of that. When you're the arm, armorer and you act like bullets is fun, that shit's just some serious stuff. Anyway. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes, too. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're down to the kiss it list. Yeah, let's get to the kiss so, it list. So you can uh, explain that real quick, Papa Didi. Kiss it list is people that showed their butt over the last uh, week or so. People that uh, made a mockery of themselves or, you know, just uh, or on our normal kiss it list. Okay. And um, the first person I want to put on the kiss list, and this is my man, too. I was just shocked at this, you know, and... Uh, I spoke his name earlier, and I'm not talking about him for, you know, but Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Very respectful man. You know, he just went into the Hall of Fame. You know, he coached uh, Peyton Manning, you know, won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. And very prominent man. He's on NBC nightly, uh, nightly uh, NBC football night and everything. Uh-huh. But today he was one of the speakers at the, at the pro-life protest in D.C., you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure he got his opinion on things. You know what I mean? That's cool. But but he has to understand, as a black man, what position you hold in life now and your position in faith. You know, he's a very, really, his faith is strong. You know, he's, he's a beautiful man when it comes to that there. But to go up there and speak with that there, in, in some respect, you can be used 
You know what I mean? Because when when people speak on the abortion thing, a lot of them people on the on the, on the the side of the pro life thing, they they can be real radical. You know, they're blowing up uh, different uh, what do you call them places, uh, Planned Parenthoods and all that stuff. And and he's speaking on that, and that's his that's his opinion if he's there. But I think that where he is in his life right now, brother, my opinion, I think you you just need to be cool, man. But you're gonna go up there and speak. They gonna and they gonna get out of your way and let you speak because of your name and who you are. But you can't be speaking when you got a bunch of people behind you that are crazy as hell. Because now you're just becoming a puppet master for them. You know, his life is established. His faith is established. His family's established. And sometimes we got to watch where we walk into. You can have your opinion on stuff and all that jazz, but sometimes you got to, like, just say, all right, I'll contribute to it, but no, I'm not going to get up there and do that because I'm, you know, because NBC might have a problem with it. What if the people that run NBC Sports yeah, I'm sure he at didn't night? think of that. Yeah, you know. So, anyway. Right, so, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, brother. Look, don't don't get involved in that, brother. In my opinion, don't don't fuck with that. All right, so who else you got? Uh, here, we got a... We got Newland Fontana. This is a, a white ex-high school teacher in Louisiana who was forced to quit her job after getting caught sending a text message to the wrong person. And in the text message, it said, Martin Luther King Day is nothing but nigger day. <clears throat> she sent it to the coach at the school, and she didn't mean mm. to. I don't know to. Now, who is this person? New Lynn Fontana. This is a teacher in Louisiana. Really? Yeah. So no, back down south. Exactly. You can't, you can't let your emotions control your fingertips. I couldn't. I see it, really? That's the way you well, see it? Versa. Also, we got the neo-Nazi group, uh, NSC-131. They hung this huge banner in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, over the highway that said, keep New England white. Mm. Yeah, okay. they got fined $5,000 for doing that. That's it? Mm. Like, yeah, okay. that's it. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, $5,000. Like, that's going to hurt them. Anyway, mm. uh, Missouri State House Republican, I don't know that woman's name, who was behind it, but the woman who determined that the women on the House floor needed to have a dress code. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all hear about this? Yeah. They were going through all this mm-hmm. about the women shouldn't show their shoulders. She they should wear, a, yeah, nothing. You know, all this about a dress no code. And, she, man, mm-hmm. go sit down. Oh, yeah, this was in Missouri. They were losing their mind. I'm like, y'all mm-hmm. really need to focus on stuff and that matters. And the girl, said, one lady said that, uh, well, look at you. She said, you can't even dress. You don't even dress. Why are you telling us what to dress? And you, you wear <laughs> a bunch of, you know. Thrift store mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah, disposable mm-hmm. wardrobe. But anyway, uh, of course, oh, Florida wow. Governor Ron DeSantis Ron for banning the advanced yep. placement African-American studies course yeah. in Florida's colleges and universities because because he said it included things like reparations, black feminism, and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it has to go. Yeah, has to go. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said before, He's 44 years old, okay? So what mm-hmm. the hell does he know about our race at 44 years old? Give me a break, brother. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've been, around, we've been around long. My father died in 93. Also, uh, mm-hmm. whoever whoever is jacking up the price of eggs, 
They're on the kissing well, list. Yep. I don't yep. know what the heck is going on with this. <laughs> They're trying to tell us that, you know, thousands and thousands of chickens died because of avian flu. I'm like, well, who was supposed know. to be watching the chickens to prevent that? Somebody is yeah. running game. Right. They're running yeah. game because eggs I have guess. always been a good price. And But like anything else, you got to buy them, you know, just buy the 18 packs so they'll last yeah, longer. Somebody's check running the date game. in the front of them. You know. Also, Stephen A. Smith. For dissing Rihanna and then backtracking with apologies mm, the mm. next day. He went and made a mm. statement talking about, I mean, you know, she's cool. She, you know, she did what she did and congrats on the, the baby and all of that. But uh, she ain't Rih- she ain't Beyonce. Like, what? Wow. So, of Who course, people came for he? him. Stephen A. Smith she's is a, a loudmouth, sports common analyst. Analyst for ESPN. Loud mouth, like he just. Oh yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. I know you're talking about. Yeah. The one whose hairline is running from his big mouth. Yeah, he's, yeah. his hairline's back to his ears. Uh, also, the Republican Party leaders for allowing George Santos or whatever his real name is to remain a member of Congress after being caught in so many lies. Yeah, he's lying about everything. I'm like, why don't y'all do something Education, about it? Education, where he lived, who his mother is, who his father is. And what did they do? They put him on two committees. And then he said he's, oh he wasn't. God. And they said he said he wasn't a, uh, which is his business, he wasn't a drag queen back in Brazil. But you look at a picture of the drag queen, it looks just <laughs> look like just him. just like him. Look just well, like, like dude, him. dude, that like, was you. That was you. So what? It was you. <laughs> so what? You know, but damn, he. Yeah, tell the truth for something. He's anyway, habitual. anybody mm-hmm. else? And he's a congressman. Damn. Anybody mm-hmm. else? Uh, Tom Brady. You know, you... Oh, Tom Brady? Well, need to for be being tired. old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot also. Yeah, also the Illinois cops that shot and killed Earl Moore Jr. And okay. Marcus Tool for being stupid enough mm-hmm. to give the cops the key to his car. When he had, what, 35, 37 pounds, 37 of, weed pounds of weed in the, trunk. in the trunk. And all the cops that should be fired and locked up mm. for murder. Let me let me qualify that. Wow. Anybody else? Oh, your girl Margie Taylor Green. Oh, She's yeah. She's permanently on the list with her crazy ass. Yeah. And yeah. Trump for still running his mouth trying yeah. to stir Trump, up Trump, stuff. Perm, perm, we got a permanent fixture for them. Is that it? Clarence Thomas, you know, Supreme Court, he's always yeah. on there, too. That's it. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a special prize for everybody on this week's Kiss It list. And here Kiss is my entire All right, welcome back to John Party. One of your hosts, Papa D.D. I'm here with Kettle. 
Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. A last word you heard. Papa Didi, what's your last word? Well, first of all, last word, I'd like to thank our audience for listening and, uh, you know, giving us their time. Like that, I know time is real precious, and I know you guys got things y'all could be doing in your lives. And and we, we try to give insight on things that are going on and things about what's happening, internal things, unique things, small things you're going to hear about, you know, as things goes on, as time goes on. Because the media really controls their own narratives. Everything you hear in this, on these news programs is scripted. And they're talking about what they want to talk about, you know. Like half the people they claim to commit suicide, you know, they're not admitting a lot of people got drug problems. And they, they OD'd and shit. But they call it suicide. That's all. We'll talk about that next week. Anyway, I just want to say uh, stay woke. Stay woke and uh, keep your ear to the ground. And get your time in. Remember, you got to get your time in in order to talk about, like I said, if you don't do nothing in the 30s and 40s, you had nothing to talk about in your 50s. All right? All right. My last word is happy birthday to D-Mac. Appreciate you. And like Papa Didi said, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us tonight. And um, be careful out there in these streets because there's too many cops doing stuff that they're not paying the price for. So watch yourself. I'm going to leave it at that. What's your last word, Kettle? Um, I'm going to piggyback on you guys. Thanks to everybody out there listening tonight. We appreciate it. From Cali to New York to Florida to back to D.C. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us. And check us out every Friday night uh, at 9 o'clock. And, uh, hey, I'm Kettle, Papa Didi of Red Wine. We'll see you next next week. Mm-hmm. All right. 9.15 CP time. I knew you Say goodnight. <laughs> Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. And goodnight. Ciao. Till next time. Ciao, Bella. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.